This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Jetson's there, Billy Head, a goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson. Clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stephen Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance. Uh, good evening and welcome to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast in association with Magic Rock Brewing. The Terriers slumped to two tepid defeats in a week, which leaves me slumped in my chair, sulking. But how do the rest of the panel feel about this past week? Uh, joining me, Matt Shaw, is Richard Cosy Cosmala, the K-Maker, Andy K, and Dan Pozza Porritz. Good evening, chaps. How are we doing tonight? We're good, mate. We're good. We're, we're all at Peterborough, aren't we? I've never been as happy for Peterborough United up the post. We were slagging them off last time we were on. Yeah. Up the post. <laughs> McCantony, Barry Fry. Cheers, guys. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Not sure I'll go that far, but... One thing we do love, though, let, let's segue that pause. One thing we do love is Magic Rock Brewing because they sponsor this fine podcast. Uh, if you guys want to get 10% off an order with Magic Rock Brewing, then use the code AHTTC10 at the checkout on magicrockbrewing.com. Okay, let's get into uh, brass taxes. Uh, Huddersfield Town, nil, Bournemouth, three. I'll say a little bit, have a sulk, and then pass it over to to you guys. Let us know online what you thought of the, uh, the game as well on Saturday. Uh, okay, so for me, we started against um, the West Brom game, really. I'm going to roll it back to the West Brom game. It was a... A big eight days. We knew it was going to be a big eight days and it had put us in the hunt for the automatics uh, or could potentially put us in the hunt for the automatics, even though it had still been a, a long shot or an outside chance. Uh, we've ended the week 
Uh, and people are now focusing on whether we've enough to get sixth rather than second. It's, you know, typical. It was always thus with Huddersfield Town, isn't it? You know, uh, the Carlos Coaster dipping and bending all over the place. Uh, so the game itself, Town lined up with a, a bit of a 4-4-1-1 system with Daniel Sanani playing off Danny Ward up front. But uh, from the off, Bournemouth really, to me, looked like they had our number. Um, they obviously studied the game against Millwall and all our weaknesses were really exposed, I thought, in particular in that first half. Billing himself playing as a, an advanced eight pushed off onto the left-hand side quite a lot and in behind the space behind John Russell and and Bournemouth doubled up on Ollie Turton who didn't really have a particularly good game or tripled up when Thomas dropped back. Uh, Town had some really serious issues, I thought, tracking the, the runs of the left-back, Zamura, who, who was outstanding on the day. Uh, Thomas really struggled to track him, which was symptomatic of our issues against Millwall as well with Scott Malone, whereby, you know, he constantly got in behind. Uh, Carlos, to be fair, spotted it, moved Daniel Sinani to the right instead of Thomas and put Thomas as, as a as a 10, if you like. But again, Town really struggled to to really follow those those runs. And and then all of a sudden, we were very guilty of wasting basic possession, you know, simple five-yard passes, you know, going astray. Um, overall, to me, Town looked mentally and physically jaded. Uh is it just you know? Is it just a case of games catching up with us? Do we need do we need that rest? Do we need the international break, uh, or has that West Brom penalty acted as a bit of a lightning rod moment, where which has affected the you know the entire squad mentally? Could you even go back a little bit further to the Nottingham Forest game, whereby in a particularly big game we've picked a side that would be classed as a weakened one? Has that mentally affected us? Affected us, or could we be in danger of completely over over analysing the entire thing, and the and the guys just needed a you know a rest after a a couple of uh, poor get a couple of poor games here. Really. Um, let us know in the comments. Um, I was really gutted. You know, my dislike of Bournemouth Football Club. You know, or should we say, the Salford of the South, is you know has always been particularly well documented. Um, guys, you know, it just just wasn't our day, was it, against Bournemouth? Pause. And I'll turn over to you. Um, not a great day, really. No, mate. It's terrible, really. Wasn't it? To be honest. Um, you've said quite a lot there in regards to analysing, you know, what Bournemouth did, what we did or didn't do. And and to be honest, sometimes it doesn't matter what they do or what we do. If the first and foremost, you don't go into it with a belief that you can get something out of a match, you're not going to. And that's how I felt yesterday watching that team. Yeah, we've gone, what is it, 17 unbeaten, which will have taken a lot out of us. We've had a tough trip down to Millwall. Um, you said, let's roll back to West Brom. So, you know, let's go from there. We absolutely battered West Brom for 80-odd minutes. We got a dubious penalty and then, you know, a bad mistake from Hogg and, um, you know, all of a sudden it's two all. Confidence can be knocked from that, you know. But the overall performance, I came away from that thinking, do you know what? That's proven to me that we have actually got the ability to get second. Obviously, Millwall came up there. Not an easy place to go ever. And I think they were... Five wins in a row or something ridiculous like that before they played us. I certainly not lost for five, something like that. So we're never going to be an easy game down at Millwall, especially midweek. Um, coming on back of that, you know, disappointment at West Brom. And, you know, you know what town fans are like. They generally tend to be glass half empty types. But I were really looking forward to Bournemouth. I thought, do you know what? This is a massive opportunity to to put this right, to, to get a victory and to maybe, you know, shut up these sort of fans who, who were almost waiting for us to, to mess this up. You know, there seems to be a large a large percentage, which I find really strange, that almost want us to, to mess this up so they can turn around and go, I told you we weren't that good. I told you Carlos weren't that good. I told you players aren't that good. And I, I just don't really get that. 
but unfortunately on Saturday they were, you know, potentially proven right because that performance were not not great. We we seemed, as you've said, Matt knackered. I think you can overanalyze it, and I think potentially people will. Um, I think this international break will be an absolute godsend. Two week off. I've noticed. Social media today, players gone away, so they've obviously been given some time away. Quite a lot have gone together, which shows me, you know, that's a good thing, I think. You know, team spirit bonding, all that sort of stuff. Some have gone with families, um, which is, you know, which is brilliant to see because they obviously all get along outside football. And I just think a, a little bit of time away from from football, you know, four or five days, however long it is, you know, will, will be a good thing. Reset the mind, reset the body and come back with that, you know, attitude of, you know, now. Um, We've got a massive, we've got obviously got the hull on the Friday and then after that we've got a massive eight days. Um, Luton, QPR, Borough, all in, in eight days I think it is. And I think those three games will obviously define where we where we end up at, at the end of the season. I think, you, like I say, you can overanalyse it. I thought the first you know, 10-15 minutes we did look good. We almost pressed too much. I think we were trying to get in at Bournemouth and there were two or three passages of play that we were, you know, we were that determined to get to the man with the ball that when it when it moved, it, and then players peeled off and they kind of just went through with that through with at will. Uh, we look at the team that they've got; they've got a great team. You know, it's it's, it's Premier League quality almost in in its makeup. They've, they've spent a hell of a lot of money, um, but you know, we've seen in recent weeks that teams like Peterborough can get at them, teams like Blackpool can get at them. Derby had a good go at them, so they're not beyond. You know the capabilities of a team like the town to get a result against them. I just think, given the run that we've had, tiredness, as you said, Matt, tiredness in physical ways, tiredness in mental ways. Um, I think, on one hand, like I say, I were really looking forward to it because I thought I had a really good, you know, opportunity. But now, obviously, we've had the match. It was probably just a little bit of a bridge too far for us to put in yet another really good performance. I think yesterday, for time to get some out of that match, you need eleven players to have a. Seven, eight, nine out of ten to get some, and unfortunately we didn't have any that even got close to that. Everybody was sort of around about five, and you know, if, if everyone plays like that, any team in this division against Bournemouth will get you know put to the sword. And you know, unfortunately, we're our turn on Saturday. But yeah, let's get this international break done. Let's get players a rest. Let's come back and, and let's have a positive mindset because although second is probably now out of us, you know, reach. Take a step back. It would be probably war anyway, won't it? Um, I know we're going to sort of talk about uh, the crowd and everything like that a little bit later on down the line. But we, as fans, we need to remember we're still in a playoff hunt here. If we were mid-table or down near the bottom, I could understand that performance yesterday um, from from players and, and fans alike. But we, we're still right in the mix. We've got some massive. Is there seven games left? We've got a massive seven games now. Seven cup finals to cement that playoff spot, and then who knows what can happen after that. So. Yeah, I've probably waffled on a little bit there, but I think the take-home message for that is to try to forget about this last match for a couple of weeks. And, you know, as the old Huddersfield Town statement goes, we, we go again against Hull and, you know, if we get a positive result there, which will take us into those three games. And, you know, who knows what could happen after that. Go on, Andy. Hey, Ray. Um, the, what you just said then, what you just said then, Pause about belief, I said that to my lad. He said, look, we, we just don't look like we believe that we can, we can make anything. We look tentative. Um, you're absolutely right about that. Those eight days defining the season. Uh, the, the stat that I'm not much of a stat man, but the one that I picked up that we didn't we didn't pick up any bookings. That's because we didn't come get near them. That we've just had that 
just been beaten by a far superior side. We've played really well. We've not been able to get close to them. We've not been able to do what we normally do um, because of the speed of the ball moving around. Um, just not, not mark it down to experience. It's one of them things. We've had a, we've had a, a dip. We've had four games where we've not played particularly well, apart from the West Brom game. I agree that we um, we we battered them for eighty five minutes, but that you know that, that stuff happens. We've just got to get get over it and, and like you say, get them going off and doing whatever they're doing, uh, Disneyland and the Lake District and wherever they get away. We're back to being good humans again, and then they'll be they'll be all right. They'll be fine. Disneyland and the Lake yeah, District. There's a, just, a, a difference just, there, isn't there? Yeah. I'm just surprised that we don't. The fan base don't seem to be educated for me a lot of the times. Millwall were on an amazing run. Millwall, they're a good time. I don't know what it is. I think because of this run, where everyone just thinks like we're brilliant all of a sudden and that as well, and we can't be beaten. Anyone we have for brain knew that Millwall away were always going to be a difficult game. We'd given anything for a point. They were miles better. Should have won by four or five as keeper. It's been the best player in the last two games, and that happens though. You know, we're not going to carry on. You know, winning games. And, and getting draws, you know, maybe when we, sh- we shouldn't do and etc. It's always going to come up to an end. And Bournemouth, £70 million worth of talent. Their goals were fantastic. We didn't play well, but the first goal in these games are massive. And, uh, you know, we didn't get it. They got it. They showed their quality, though. So, got the right players and that as well. I, I don't know. I just think, for me, again, overreaction. The world has ended. We're doomed and stuff and that as well. That could have easily happened yesterday. People, what people got to remember as well, Bournemouth have been struggling. Bournemouth. We're looking to put things right on that as well. They've got a quality side on that as well. They use the width of the pitch well. I, I was really impressed with Billing. More of our fans spent more time booing him than getting behind our team, which uh, got off my nerves quite a lot, to be honest with you. And that as well. And Billing cocking his ear at the fans as the uh, sensational assist for the third and that as well. Don't know what he's done, to be honest, to deserve all that abuse, but that's another story. I, I think our fans have got it so wrong in the last uh, couple of games and that as well. And uh, I don't get where their head's at. It's it's like some people are just giving it up. It's incredible. We've been on this amazing journey where, you know, we've come together as a team where we're doing this and we're taking video pictures and, you know, look at this. We've got our club back. People are proud as punch posting on Facebook. They're getting in Leeds fans' faces. Look, the town are back and all this lot. And then we lose two games to two teams who were, you know, really, really good football teams and that as well. And, and the world's ended. It's just incredible. I, I, how can you just chuck it in like that? No wonder the players have gone out of the country to get rid of away from some of the absolute garbage that's been written in the last 24 hours. I can't, you know, honestly, if we'd have lost to like Peterborough, imagine QPR's uh, forum today or Blackburn's forum and that as well. They're on a stinking run, a lot worse than we are. But I just can't believe it. Why, why are their fans chucking it in? Why? Like I said earlier, I think that we have a quite a large percentage of the fan base that actually actively want us to not do well because right at the start of the season, uh, you know, we seem to have a quite a lot of people who are capable of changing and our team's changing. You know, it's oh, this team's not good enough, da 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 da. You know, the, the craft, manager's craft, the chairman's craft, everything's craft. And actually, ooh, now all of a sudden we're, do, we're doing all right and it's like, oh, you know, they take a back seat, but then as soon as, as soon as something goes wrong, because they like to say two defeat, oh, wheels are off, you know, we're going to drop out of playoffs. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I think everybody has been slightly cautious of this happening. I, for one, have always maintained all, pretty much all season that I'm, I'm kind of waiting for that drop off a cliff moment. But when we got to back into January, coming into the start of February, I, I sort of realised and thought, you know what, we, we are a decent side, yeah. 
again, players on paper, probably not the best in the league, but we, we've been working as well as a unit. We've been putting effort. You know, people were, you know, sort of saying on Twitter, oh, players don't care, players don't care, you know, there were no effort. That were a one-off yesterday for me. You know, some of those players have run through brick walls and overperformed for, for months this season. And where were these people when, you know, when were they doing that? I didn't see any tweets out there saying, you know, X, Y, and Z, oh, brilliant, fantastic, running, you know, running the socks off. But one bad game, I'm like... Right, after an hour, the worst players. 4 0, it shouldn't happen. What the hell's happening? This is incredible. Blah, blah, blah. That's happened yesterday. We, we lost to a good side. We lost to a good side on Wednesday. That's happening, man. That's just football. Why do people have to look into it so much deeper and start ripping holes in players and analysing this, that, and the other? There's no point. Just rip the video up, send them abroad, like Carlos has done, and that as well. And let's get back to it. But all City, I, I just can't believe it. It's The world has ended. and... And it's, it's nowhere near ending, man. It might be ending for QPR. It might be ending for Blackburn. But it ain't for Russell Town. And there's seven games think, to go. I think, I think Matt, you've mentioned it two or three times that it's black and white now, is football. It's, he's mm. either really, really good or really crap. There's no shades of grey anymore. And it's who, uh, social media hyperballs. It's who can shout loudest. Who can shout loudest when we're good? Who can shout loudest when we're bad? And, and his beard's got a shade of grey. <laughs> You know what I mean, though? It's like, so it's extremism. I don't think people just do it for retweets or likes or reactions off other people or what, but no one seems to be able to take a pragmatic view anymore and, and take a step back, like Cosby says, and look at Millwall and actually see, see that they're on a good run. And, you know, just because we've got seven, uh, 17 games unbeaten or whatever, don't give us the right to turn up at Den and just walk all over them and get three points. And sometimes, like you say, because his fans need to be a little bit more educated about other teams and not just sit in this little Uddersfield town bubble and think, you know, we've, we've done 17 unbeaten, we're, we're, we're going to, uh, you know, carry that on. We were never going to carry that on. I think if we'd have carried it on to the end of the season, we'd have done something like 30 odd games unbeaten, which is unbelievable. You know, we, we did it under Clark and we got 43, but, you know, it's, it's absolutely pie in the sky thinking that you're going to go that long without losing a game. And I think if, as a player, yeah, they've all got the social media and they all probably look on there and, and to see, such a swinging opinion after two games. You know, I'd be thinking, what? Well, you know, I've been working my bollocks for all season here. I've had a couple of bad games, or I've had a couple of bad defeats. Look at reaction. I'd be thinking, if that were me, I'd be. I know, I'd, maybe they're different or whatever, but I'd be thinking, nah, this is this is bullshit, is this? And I think that'd spur me on, though, in some respects. So you never know; it might, you know, it might turn the negative into a positive. But I'd be, I'd be thinking, nah, is this is this the place for me? If I were some of them players, I think. I think what's weird, Paz, is like when I think back to the last home game that we lost, which was in November, not like January or February or December, <laughs> November, when we lost a, a game. But we none of the players played well that day against Middlesbrough. I thought against Millwall, Nichols, yeah, the other 10. It's, when we seem to lose, we seem to have no one. You know, like sometimes you get away with like three or four players playing. I think our team's got to be one where we've got we're kind of a very hard-working team. We, we're a bit, obviously, with a fair bit of skill, but it's like you couldn't have picked, against Millwall, there were nickels you picked for a man yesterday. Mm -hmm. Same again, mate. He made, he made another couple of good saves, but we it's very rare. You know, if we could have three or four, then maybe, but we, we had so many off the gate yeah. game yesterday, like we did against Millwall and like we did against that Borough game, and it's it's hard in this division, I think, to to do anything when you've got so many off. off the stuff to me, there's no point saying O'Brien will bad and Lees were bad. I watched the you know videos again sober today, and it's just like, you, oh God, where's he? Where's he? But but then it's like, I don't know. The only thing that I wondered, Matt, I don't know what you think, but I was expecting one or two changes. He seems to have, I don't know. We we kind of gone back to where we criticised him before, especially last season when he's got he's got us settled 
11 or 12 or what have you, and then no one else comes in. But I expected a lot more freshness in that team, you know, uh, yesterday. And I, on one hand, I was thinking, wow, what a bench to bring on if things aren't right. But suppose the game were dead before we could even do any of that. And But I suppose everything's just easy in hindsight, isn't it? But I, I was looking for a bit more freshness, maybe even if, I don't know, big-ass Fatino is not really fit, but I don't know, Pipper or even Rhodes or Summer, a bit different. To be fair, I said Nichols, Ward were good yesterday as well. I were, yeah. Yeah. I thought they were really good. Yeah. So there were two that were on the game for me. I, I don't know who you would drop. Do you know, yeah, with... with, with water, yes, yeah, the, the run that they've been on, is, I, I genuinely don't know who you would have... You would have I think if Turton hadn't have played, I think everyone would have been going, where's where's Turton, the ginger cafe who's been brilliant lately? I think, you know, I think he. I think everyone would have called for it. The centre-backs, I thought, he probably got that right because Pearson and Lees have been fantastic together lately. Uh, Colwell, we know how good he is, but... You know, he he's had a spell out, and Pearson and Lee's have been excellent, keeping clean sheets. Tuffalo's, you know, got not, a lot of form. Back. They had the extra days, they had the extra days rest, and we didn't. You know, and don't you think, maybe. especially the way Wednesday? But I suppose it is just easy, isn't it, to say maybe this? They, yeah, they had the travel. They had the travel. I don't know. I, I, I don't really know. I, I, yeah, I, I think bit, but, I think yeah. there's a couple of. I, th- I just thought there's a couple of players look really jaded, and I, I thought Millwall exposed a lot of flaws. I think I've seen quite a lot of flaws in in what we do. Um, we've seen a lot of good stuff as well, but I think there's a lot of weaknesses that we've got as a team. Everyone's got weaknesses, obviously, apart from Fulham, by the looks. Uh, and I thought Millwall really sort of exposed them quite wildly. I thought Carlos got the system wrong, to be honest, against Millwall. I didn't I didn't really like the return of the back three, but, uh, but you know, I, I, I didn't have any issues really with the lineup or the system that he, that he employed. It's just, we, we were, be, we were, we just couldn't get near them. We were beaten by a far better side, um, a side that were up for it. We, we just didn't get in the faces like we have been doing. And like I thought, we just looked mentally and, and physically a little bit fried. And, you know, John Russell's looked really tired last couple of games, but Carol Lighting's carried a, an injury as well. So you can't just replace them. So I, I think the international breaks just come at a great time for us. We, and what we really need to do, I did a little bit for the second tier podcast earlier. And one thing I, I, I thought I'd just throw in at the end was, how amazing that the, the the last promotion team were, and we're not comparing the two, but the, they were fantastic at just drawing a line under a bad result or drawing a line under adversity and, and bouncing back and coming back. And we just need to really take a leaf from that now and just, you know, regroup, regather, you know, have a little bit of time together and, and just work on a couple of things and, you know, Hull City away, uh, they're up and down. It's a good a good chance to bounce back, isn't it? And if we bounce back against Hull, then it puts us in a really good position going into those three games at Luton, Middlesbrough, and uh, who's the other? QPR, isn't it? And you know, yeah. after those three, after those three games, we will know if we're going to be a top six team or not. You know, yeah. I would, I would imagine. And you know, we've just got to really set that up, haven't we? You know, like I say, draw a line under. I'm really disappointed because I thought we we let ourselves down a little bit in terms of not really been at it. But you know, like Cosy says, these these things do happen. You can't go 46 games, you know, 100% firing. You know, it happens. But, you know, I just re- I really just want to see a response now. And it's all about how we respond. And if we do respond, then we've got every chance going forward. If we don't respond, then we'll probably peter away into, you know, sort of eight. I think nine, that, but, I mean, yeah. I would like on the Ike machine trying to like, you know, go a few rallying call and post on Saturday. But I, my kind of thought was, are we the real deal? And, you know, but yeah, you can obviously write off second now, but I still can't come to that conclusion from yesterday that that's it, we're, we're kind of done it. That just want other to town out there yesterday, you know, one, that's not us. No, we're, no, we're not done. We're not done. We're not, we're not done at their level. I, yeah, 
I mean, obviously all these newspapers, five things, you know, there's some five things that, but it's like, a, it's easy to jump to a conclusion, isn't it? That and quite a few fans seem to have that, say we're, we're finished or what have you on that as well. But I just think when there's so many playing just not well and they were really, really good against the top team, it's, I just think you've got to put that in B for bid that game and uh, yeah. go again, man. We've, got, do, we've but... got a great bunch of players. Personality-wise, we've got a really great bunch of players, haven't we, that we, we love watching and getting behind and, we just got to, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've got tickets for Hull City. You know, hopefully everybody that can can get tickets to go there and just get behind them. You know, and and the team need it. They need that extra lift. And um, why not come on to the crowd? I, I wanted to mention Jonathan Hogg as well. I know he had a bit of a stinker, didn't he, against Millwall? Um, looked like he was playing with an injury, uh, but I thought we really missed him yesterday. I thought we we really missed Jonathan Hogg. You know, especially when Billing was pulling off of uh, John pulling away from John Russell. We'll say pause. I saw your eyebrows raise up. You know, he's, he's pulled away into space and that's really where Jonathan Hogg comes into his own, you know, with his organisation and his leadership and making sure people are doing what they're supposed to do. You know, he's, a, he's the chief pointer, isn't he, uh, Hoggy, you know? And I just thought we, we at times where Bournemouth got on top, we, we lacked a little bit of leadership in the middle. Uh, I thought Tom Lees, Tom Lees has been fantastic. You know, he's, he's made the error, hasn't he, for the second goal. It's uncharacteristic. I'm not going to hang him out or anything. You know, these things happen, don't they? He could have missed that and we could have moved on, but, you know, it didn't. Um, so I, I, but I just, I generally just thought Hoggy, you know, his passing has been a little bit loose the last few games, but he, he brings that warrior, doesn't he? He brings the fight. And I just thought we needed that, that fight, you know, against, you know, when we went one down, we just needed Hoggy in there just to rally a few people and, and really rattle a few cages. And I thought we missed him big time, um, in that, uh, but other than that, the crowd as well, there's a huge crowd there over 20,000. The FML was open, you know, which unusual, probably muttering FML while they were sat in there, to be honest. Uh, and you know, and, and the stadium started to clear after seventy minutes. Um, I think that's something you guys wanted to talk about. Town, you know, despite town were poor. Let's not beat around the bush. But you know, for for me, people pay their money and they're entitled to come and go when they like, within reason. For me, and um, I'd like to see everybody stay till the end, get behind the team. And I do wish Huddersfield fans were a bit more partisan at times. You know, um, but it is what it is. Um, you know, I think people perhaps felt a bit let down by the game and decided that they'd had enough and fancied a pint in the pub. You know, it's just one of those things, isn't it? I, I didn't get too upset by it, but, you know, a lot of people did online, didn't they, Paz? Yeah, but I had a bit of a rant about it. It's one of those things that's a bit of a bugbear uh, with me. Um, 24 hours later or whatever, probably calmed down a little bit. But like I said a little bit earlier on, you know, these players have given their all. Um for the majority of this season, you know, we've had an odd result where that's been against us, and you know, it might have been a little bit below par. But on the whole, every single player in that who's played for town this season has exceeded anybody's expectations. I, I, I dare say there will be, you won't be able to find a, any fan that predicted that we'd be where we are after 39 games, sat in fourth, you know, fourth position. Um, and I just, I just think it's a little. And will players notice? Will they care? I don't know. For me, if I were out there playing and I turned around and saw people streaming out, I don't know, it'd be, it's one of them, minutes. As you say, Matt, we were dire. We were never going to get back into the game, so why not pop, Why not get off for a pint and stuff like that? But I just think at end, if if people are there, it just it just shows the players that, you know, we believe in them a little bit. You know, as they're walking around doing a little clap, you know, you, you give them a bit of an encouragement, you know, a bit of a, come on, lads, we know this is a, a one-off. Let's get back at get get back at it, and the walk down that tunnel with me would be a little bit of a different mindset than what they might have done when 
you know, as they're going around the end, there's you know, 67,000 in there. Uh, maybe the clubs would stop doing these £10 ticket games in games that were quite likely to lose. <laughs> maybe that would be a better idea. Let's, let's do these £10, you know, against, uh, you know, Let's do it against Barnsley instead, you know, when we might actually get a result and these fans that come who have stayed away for a while, you know, might actually get to, you know, see the, the more real Oldersfield town. But yeah, just I just think it's disappointing. I just think it's 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 not a Oldersfield town thing. I don't think you'd be hard pressed to find the full home end anywhere at three 0 down after seventy minutes when you haven't laid a glove on, on the phone and not really more of an English style support than, than anything else. But yeah, we just it just Annoyed me a little bit how many so many people went, and I think because you were of a similar opinion. Yeah, I'm a bit like you, Pods. I think uh, maybe Liverpool stay at the end, but I think 91 other clubs you got a stadium similar to that yesterday. It's just for me, it's just assessment, really. Nice sunny day, the game's done. Yeah, we want everyone to stay in, but it's not 1920, Herbert Chapman team, and what have you. Things have changed, and I don't have a problem with it, and that as well. And uh, I walked out of Premier League grounds at Chelsea, Liverpool and uh, Spurs at half-time in our second season because it was done. We weren't coming back and I thought I could get a couple of pints and then have a better afternoon in the second half, do whatever. So it's like, I don't have an issue with it. But yeah, it, obviously it'd be great if everyone were there and we'll support you ever more and all that. But I think that's the same just about everywhere else in England. It's just an English culture thing, I think, really. Just, yeah, kind of walk out. But it's... Uh, yeah, it was just a strange one, wasn't it? I know you mentioned there about the offers, but Cardiff, we had an offer on them. Look what a storming game that were on that. So he can't win them all, mm. can you? But it's, uh, I just think, yeah, I think even for the fans, it's a good thing just to have a little break this weekend and uh, we need to just get back on it and hold and uh, them last it. It just seems to me, wow, we've got all the, we've got everything still to play for, man. And uh, I, I were having a little dip into Blackburn and QPR's kind of forums today, see how they're thinking and that as well. And they're, they're, they think they can come again, them guys, but <laughs> a lot of our lot don't, and I don't get it. It's, I know it's like momentum and stuff, but you know, God, I suppose if you were probably doing a, a Danny Takes That Chance podcast in the promotion season, obviously we started the season after when you know we got battered by Bristol City, and uh, there were another, there were another game where we were awful as well, and I think Burton. Minutes, I can't remember, but it's like Burton, it was Burton Albion, wasn't it? Albion, Burton, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that were it. And you'd think, nowhere this team are getting promoted and it's it's kind of done and stuff and that as well. But I just like the fact that there's, everyone's in the same. But Forest, I mean, Sheffield United are doing really well, but they lost the other week. I, I, I think the only thing was me, Paz, is that I said, I put a tweet out there, and I even go, go behind, let's, you know. But again, the atmosphere. And I, again, I think that's a British thing, mate, that as well. I think there's a few other teams might have a bit of backbone, but... Once one gone in, two gone in. That were it. Silence pretty much the rest of the game. I, I just worry that, you know, say we go a goal behind it. I mean, Luton and unbelievable. The Luton will bring a big following. They'll probably fill their end, to be honest, when we play them that Monday night. And I just, it does worry me that they're going to set the lead, maybe QPR or Luton in this game. And that's going to be flat. We we just need to be better off the pitch. And while well, people might be shouting, they say, well, hang on a minute, you know, the fans, the players have got to give the fans something to get by. I just think. I think you've got to kind of change the rules a little bit when we're in this, where we are in this position and that as well. I can get it if we're losing every other week like we did in the relegation season all these crap two seasons we've had before this one. But I just worry that. I, I just, I don't know. I just want to see things different. But this is how our, 
this is how we're wired up, really. If it's not on the pitch, we're not winning. People drift off to get a pint or pie, get out of the ground, even get on players' backs. And I just think we've got to try and pack all that. I think, can we all have a refresh, players and fans, for these last seven games? Because I, I didn't like some of the vibes yesterday, mate. Yeah, I think you, I think you summed it up. Summed it up pretty well there. I know Andy, you're, you're going to our fans as well, don't you? I don't know what, yeah. what it were like a little bit further back where you were. I, I, yeah, I, I had you a, I had off a, as well. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, 82 minutes, but I'm going to blame my son who who'd right. underclubbed in clothing and was freezing. And <laughs> it said, was cold, wasn't it? It was, it was absolutely bloody freezing. Said, I, warned you, son, freezing I warned you, son. I warned you, son. And it were like, oh, yeah, let's just, let's, let's just get home. I got home go. half an hour earlier than I, than I normally would do. Thanks to me, some freezing. But um, yeah, I, I can't add anything to it other than what you guys have said. Really, I think there's that. It just felt a bit hopeless when we went that one. That just the the air went out of the balloon for us because it potentially mm. could have been such a big game. It would have made a real difference in in the quest for for second place. And it just you could just tell that the the belief had gone from from the the players. And as that belief went from the players, it went off the the belief sort of disappeared off the pitch as well. I don't know. Um, you, it's just, it's just dispirited, but we've just got to like because he says we're just going to forget it. it, it it's done. It's history. We can't change it. Now. We just got the, these these seven big games to to go and just just see what happened. And a, a blades mate of mine was on on WhatsApp at, at ten to seven this morning. Oh look at the terribles! They're falling apart, aren't they? Well, hello. He, he lives in Newcastle, and the bloody internet that work in Newcastle when when Blades lose, but it always works when they win. So he did message this morning, and I looked at their running, and they've got both Bournemouth and Fulham to play. So you know, it's not it's not over yet. It's not over yet at all. And think about the last five years, what we had. We've had what four four seasons of either fighting against Premier League relegation or Championship relegation, and we'd have snapped people's hands off to be in this situation with seven games to go. We, the only thing we can control now is what is what we do going forward. And like, and like Matt said, you know, if you've got a ticket for Hull, get there. Just do, do your best, and let's 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 see what happens. You, you you never ever know. It could be this could be just that that blip that that. Um, I mean, we had that blip after we qualified for the the playoffs last year. We we just uh, that in in sixteen seventeen we stopped playing, didn't we? Tactically, so we could. To save the team, maybe we're just saving the team for this last <laughs> this last seven games. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a Cobra absolute masterclass. Yeah, we'll throw it because he always throws games against Bournemouth, doesn't he? he threw it that, <laughs> that that game last year when he nearly rang me up. And I nearly got a game against Bournemouth away last year. So you know, maybe it's just a, a tactical masterclass. I'm just clutching at straws, aren't we? You know, you find, you always find what you're looking for. If you think think down as shit, you'll see you'll see reasons why. If you think brilliant, you see, you see reasons why. If you think uh, fellow people in the crowd are shit, you'll you'll find reasons why. If you think, and you know, whatever, it's just just done think, and dusted. I'd, I'd um, sooner have the um, the blip now, though. I'm sure you guys yeah. would agree. Let's have it now with seven to go, rather than continue this run. You know, let you know, you know potentially get points on board. You know, but next maybe. Cosy, what what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. 
from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Three or four, or the past three or four games and then get, you know, three games to go and, we loot, and it's still a little bit tight and then you, you drop out at your playoffs. If you've got a blip now, you've got you've got a good chance to sort it out before end of season. Whereas if, if this blip comes, you know, in three games time, you won't. So, you know. How many points do we think we need to to be definite for the for the playoffs? I've got 12 points in me at 75 points. 75, I don't yeah. know. Will that be enough this time? Or, you know, what do we, I think, you know, I think 75 think so. probably do it, yeah. I just felt when we were on that, when we were on that great run, I just thought we had two defeats in us. And I was kind of hoping to be separate, just for kind of confidence yeah. thing. The fact we had two defeats, it's almost like kind of, mm. get out of jail for it, not the right word, but they're two, two defeats we could afford probably, but they've yeah. got now and the pressure's on. Uh, all draws no good there, man. We need to win. But luckily, they're absolute dogs. I, so said, so much, I said that because if someone, if you take this, what is it, 7, 8, 9, 20 game run, is it? If you include these three results yeah. and put these three, if you said you, you've just lost three in 20, people would be like, Jesus, that's decent. That's not your hands off. Because you've done yeah. three in a row, or you've got three, you know, perceivably bad results in a row, so it's doom and gloom. But dot these two, dot these three games in West Brom, Middle, uh, West Brom, Millwall and Bournemouth within that run of 17, people are looking at league in a totally different way. All of a sudden, because it's in a row, you know, wheels have come off and shut stadium yeah. down, don't bother playing rest of the season and all, all that sort of stuff. Whereas if, you know, put these in and we've just won last two, everyone's a totally different mindset. Yeah. I think going back to what Matt said, though, it does frustrate me. Jonathan Ong's got some hammer. I mean, obviously, Zeddas have been glaring, but the guy deserves better than some of the shit that's been dished out on the uh, on the socials. And and I could be wrong here, but I, I'm sure I'd read, didn't Hog... It were of that kind of held his hands up yesterday, saying I couldn't have done justice gaffer to start because he's got a, a kind of a kind of injury where normally kind of Carlos would let him kind of carry on. I just think that shows the class of the guy, absolute legend. Obviously, town a lot of others would be like, I think of the cell, you know, I want to play. It's a massive game. There's twenty thousand in there. And I'll play even if I'm 70 percent fit. He thinks mm-hmm. of the team. I, I just think he deserves a lot more respect than some of the stuff that's been said and that as well. And you know, people writing him off on that as well. It, he's just scandalous, man. The guy has been sensational with the Sudtown, but he's just not, not what we need, stuff like that. How long we had him, mate? Eight years? Nine. And how many? Nine years. I think I think the guy's got a bit of credit in the bank, hasn't he, from, mm. well, in, in my book he has, for any mistake that he makes. Yeah, it might end up costing us a point at um, West Brom and, uh, and so on. Yeah, he makes mistakes. He's getting older. He's coming towards the the end of his career, but the lad's got plenty of credit in the bank for me uh, and what he's done for this club. So, you know, all power to Johnny Ogham. And like you say, we, we, I think we missed him because the, the, their midfield gave our, mid, our midfield an absolute schooling yesterday. Oh. Filling as much as I dislike it. And I was one of the people that were booing him. Uh, for me... Your fault, the, Andy. Yeah, I, actually, <laughs> I, I had a word with him as they were doing that warming up thing. 
I, w- I was giving him a bit of feedback, and my son sat there going, <laughs> God, Dad, God, <laughs> Dad, this, this middle-aged man's giving me, are you going to try today, Phil? Are you going to try today? And I'm like, embarrassing myself. But, you know, I, for me, that's that's unforgivable. If you put those blue and white stripes on and you don't give 100% every single time you rock out there, that is unforgivable for me, whether you've come through the academy or not. I don't care. So, And, and plus, he's an opposition player. That whatever he's done, whoever walks back in that stadium wearing another team's colours for me, sorry, I'm not on your side. If you played well and you respected the club, if Johnny Ogg came back, I'd give him a clap at the end, but I'd be giving him crap all the way through the game. And that's what support is supposed to be about for me. So um, I think what's yeah, funny, got... Andy, though, because you're going to want to cheer, but you know, now we're looking at some of the fixtures today and uh, Bournemouth have got such a big say in mm. the, uh, from what happens this season. Yeah, good point. Fulham yeah. and oh, well, another team as well that it's, uh, I think the only thing is, it's like, hopefully they don't think they've cracked it as well, so they kind of put, put on full pelt, but I mean, yeah. I hate Brian Orton, we are passion, but he always used to say, it was what we do that counts, he used to do me heading every pulse in every <laughs> ball. Yeah, did. <laughs> but it's true, so forget about anyone pulse. else, we need 12 points, forget about the other scores, because yeah. it's starting to get a mind, I'm as bad as anyone's like, oh, so, so losing. <laughs> Today you're clutching for the positive and QPR, Peterborough delivered that, but can we get 12 points in these games? That is just as simple as that. And it's. Uh... If you look at fixtures, then I think we definitely can. I've just had a quick look there. You know, there's winnable games in there. And you've got, you've got Barnsley at home. You've got your two home, you know, your two home games against your playoff rivals. So you're at home. So you, you know, you think you're in with a fighting chance there. So that's mm. essentially. Really I think what will be interesting. Away. You know, will they be will they be fit? This will stay last night of the season. We you know what have they got to play for. So, uh... I think what. What will be interesting for me, Poz, is what attitudes will QPR and Luton come to Lissio with? Yeah. Will they have to win? Because Bournemouth or... came to win yesterday, no doubt in my mind. You know, Millwall, mm. obviously they were at home and once it's up. It'll be interesting, won't it? We're kind of used to teams not kind of coming and being positive, but I'd, I suppose it's so I think, difficult. I, think, right? I don't know. I think it's damn silly, but would you, if someone offered you a point against, or in all three of those games, you, get, you, don't, you play three rivals and you don't lose to any of them. Would that be a disaster? Depends if we won it. Depends if we won the other three. We need to beat Hull, Barnsley, and Bristol yeah. City. And... Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that—that's what I think we're so gutting about the bomb because it won't just the, be the mental compass, the the jackpot. Almost like you, it's almost like a six-point swing. Even though we probably wouldn't have caught him, I still believe that. Even if we'd have beaten, but it's like that stadium's got—it's kind of gone the polar opposite. And it's like a total belief that we we could go up and we could. You know, we're getting close and we're going to be there. Now, all of a sudden, it's like for a lot of people, it's mm-hmm. we're done and stuff. It's that's that's what I was trying to kind of say on them tweets, trying to build it all up. Maybe it's it's just a bit of a, a psychological nightmare, but hopefully, you can just write it off as a you know, petrol in the tank's gone and they were they had a, they were really good and, and that as well. And uh, but but you can't d- deny and you can't lie to people who are watching this and listening to this party does think as other still towns race being run and uh. A lot of people will be cleat season onto that, especially winding us up on other teams and stuff. But if I were a player, I'm like, right, okay, I'll have a bit of refreshment and I'm going to show these buggers that we're, you know, we're all. The thing is, though, Cosy, we're all bastards. We've seen, we saw a town under Brian Orton. <laughs> we are, we saw, we saw a town under Brian Orton in the top <laughs> no, six all season, are. drop out, finish eighth. You're us old, don't get away. And then we've seen, we saw the Jacko side in the top six all season, even top at one point, drop away at the end. And Steve Bruce's side, we've, We've been here and seen it before, not for a while, but we've seen it. So I think there's still a little, 
you know, PTSD with town fans, which I think often, you know, rears its head on occasion when, uh, when things go against us. But we'll see. I think we need to bookend the Bournemouth stuff. I think, Cosa, you wanted to have a rant about the, the catering, didn't you, in the South Stand? And uh, I think you might have mentioned something about, <laughs> about, about Dan, about Dan El Sinani as well. But, but honestly, I'm not, I'm not saying it because we're sponsored by him, but honestly, I just thought, sunshine, we're not doing so well. So I'll have a pint of uh, Magic Rock uh, lager and, uh, and a sausage roll if I could find it. But honestly, they were, it would have, as a, the south stand is carnage at half time. It, there's two queues, kind of, there's one chaos one side and one chaos the other. But it's like, it looks absolute chaos. It's a bit like, you know, when you go to Manchester Airport and it's like, shit, is that Terminal 4 or 5 or is it 6 queuing <laughs> and that as well? You haven't got a clue. And it's people pushing in cheekily because they know, oh, excuse me. So like they're trying to get to the side, but they're trying to sneak in. But to cut a long story short, they had one uh, card because you can't play by money, so you had one card thing, you know, to play pay with, with between three queues, and it was chaos. And then there were one guy's card that yesterday that it didn't accept because chip and pin it's so annoying, isn't it? Because now you've got a, for every eight things you've got to type your pin in, so he'd bugger off, yeah. come back here. But then they were like, oh, it were so basically, loads of people didn't get served in time for the second half, which might not have been a bad thing, but. It's just nothing major, but because the food were nice when I eventually got it and the beer. But come on, like get some more card readers in there and uh, sell some more beer. Yeah, because at least you didn't do what I did and, and queue up and forget that it were card only and try and handle some. Oh man, turn you in, you haven't got a card. So at least you won up on me, mate. Oh, <laughs> at least you managed to get some for your trouble. Oh man, nice. mate! I, honestly, it was that bad last night. I had a, a night out round and other sort of singing karaoke with Scott Bradley. <laughs> I had to do anything to try and get rid of their memories and that as well. But it's, uh, <laughs> but I think again, just bumping into random town fans last night and that as well. I think people were a bit down, but ready to go again for all. And uh, you know, the the battle. You know what were the banners said? Pause that you held up yesterday. Never give up the fight, man. Yeah, that's, which that's kind what, of that's the mentality it? that we need to have in it. So yeah, absolutely, mate, and that's well. And because uh, it'd be great now, because between now and and all other shield are done, other shield are finished. They've lost three in a row, uh, including well, the forest. Three game. out of four. Three out of four. Yeah. So three out of four. Yeah, it's like they're not the real deal. Honestly, the players will be wounded. They'll be up for it, man. So, mm-hmm. um, honestly, that oh, if we could beat Hull and then, well, what a game that's going to be. Yeah. Anyway, you, you've, you've drifted. You've drifted here. You've drifted from uh, from I payment am, cards. To, but anything on, on anything on Sinani? <laughs> anything on Sinani before I go to the uh, the chat from everybody waiting patiently online? Playing middle. Is that was that the thing? He did play in the middle, didn't he? That was it. He did play in the middle, but Thomas couldn't track the middle. wing back, so they swapped them over, didn't they? But Jesus, that touch point that Matt that I put today on on our internal communications channel. Internal communication channel. <laughs> Honestly, it's called WhatsApp, but yeah, no, I just. Uh, but again, he's becoming a bit of a scapegoat now. I've noticed Hog and Sinani. They're they're the easy at the moment. He's it's a difficult one, is Sinani, because he he goes through the game doing so little, and then he he has flashpoints, doesn't he? That he's, just, he's I think I can see Town fans struggling to take to him because he does work hard, but he, there's like little bits of quality, rare and often, and I think it just. Riles the odd, uh, like odd person up, doesn't it? Just, yeah, just kind of... De- decent, but everyone hates him. Do you remember that shot he had in the first half, Sinani, as well? It, it was absolute, I think he kicked it about 60 yards in the air and it went backwards, didn't he? <laughs> but, never mind. I, I think oh, he's yeah. up. He's, was, he's, 
It was like Bakuda and Stoke, wasn't it? Like Bakuda and Stoke's old goal. Yeah. It was just, it just kind of seemed, it just, there were that, and it, that and the Ollie Turton where, where um, Solanke got in at the start and Turton just sort of kicked it against Jade Ant and his backside and it just landed for Dom Solanke 10 yards out and Nichols had to save it. It, just, it was just those points where you just thought, do you know what? Not our game. Not our game today. But let's let's go to uh, what people are saying online. So thanks to everybody who is uh, listening to us waffle on uh, this evening. Remember, if you could like uh, like the episode and subscribe to the podcast, it really helps put uh, us under the eyes of more Huddersfield Town fans, and that's that's really nice for our ego. So please do that. Uh, that would be and great. It, keeps it does. It does keep me happy. It, it, it keeps it keeps me in satisfaction. Yeah. So let's have a look at what people were saying. So. Uh, Thanks for everybody who has uh, put something online. Uh, on Smoke Jad says, uh, much needed international break on the horizon with a little tear in his eye. Uh, Christian Kudarenko says, the game on Saturday was dishwater. Um, Terrier 7 and 2 says, players look uh, look shattered and Nichols kept it from uh, being a proper hiding. This end of season is going to show the lack of any quality brought in January. Uh, Mark Harrison says, we lacked uh, a bit of leadership on the day to shift them in. Pearson, was that a bucky cosy back in the day? Uh, it says, was it in Clackeaton? Was it John Pearson or Jack Pearson? That was the one. Yeah, and a bad strike for Sheffield Wednesday, man. Well, yeah. <laughs> Jack Pearson, yeah. Uh, we were simply outclassed by a very expensively assembled Bournemouth team. Uh, nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, the break should do us good. Uh, Bez says, agree with Cosy. Our fans are deluded. Matt. Uh, Cosmo. I just want to come back in on that. Uh, the January, I think, Terry 7 and 2 and that as well. I kind of brought it with David article the other day and that as well. Tino's a big issue for me. And it's not fair. I, the club, the yeah, but the why have we got him in? The the club's either been sold a load of bollocks from Chelsea or him or what have you. Because we, I mean, everyone's looking for that instant impact for from a Premier loan signing and stuff and like that as well. But if I if I'd have told you guys that right, we're bringing the guy in in, in January and you know he ain't going to be fit coming into April and you just wouldn't have done it, would you? And I know. I know you could say, well, it's easy now, but I think there's got a question got to be answered yet than that as well. What What is going on? And one or two people were kind of saying, well, when he's come on, he's he's looked like nowhere near and stuff. But but when he's getting 20 minutes here and there and stuff, and, and to be honest, he's hardly touched the ball after them, just lumping it up to him. It's mm. it's so frustrating, really, because we really needed this, this Premier loan signing. He really needs to hit the ground running. And to be honest, he's... He's got to be. He's just got to be fitness, and you can't have an eighteen million pound price tag on you and just yeah. be doing these twenty minute cameos. It's it's so gutting, and it could be so costly. Could this could be so costly? The throw, they've got to remember they're throwing him on. They're throwing him on when shits shits falling around him as well. You know, he's come on at three 0 down against Bournemouth. He's come on when everyone's losing the red against West Brom. You know, he's not coming on in an ideal world, is he? He's got the international break now to get up to speed, and we really need Tino Andrew to be the player that we hoped that we signed, you know, at Hull. And do you know what I mean? He needs to really sort of come in at that point and, and hit the ground running after the international break. Otherwise, yeah, it's not been a great, the greatest of decisions, but you know, he's still got time to turn it around and hopefully he's got two or three games in the playoffs as well to show us, hasn't he? That he's a 17, 18 million pound player that Southampton were interested. So we'll get a winner at Wembley Cup. Yeah, that'll be that. <laughs> yeah, running, running behind the goal. Where's that ball, bastard? And then just go, give me, some, give me some of that. Um, the trouble is, Matt, if you're Carlos, you're not, you're not bringing on any convictions on your bench and to, uh, I can't remember, put the ball into someone in the box and, and it was saved and that as well. It Ward, I think, wasn't it? But yeah, it's, uh, 
it's it's so annoying is 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 this and, and the trouble is how are you going to get in games and back in the day Andy the old Central League the Pontins League or what have you you could play in that but it's David did say you know does he, can he get in some beating has he got we can't just keep doing this 10 20 minutes he got a he needs he needs some proper games doesn't he yeah, it does, mate. The, the whole point, the whole point of having a B team is where you could arrange games at quite short notice as well. So maybe they need to arrange a couple to you know get him through ninety minutes. Maybe if he's not up to speed, but you know, if I think questions do need to be asked if he's not ready after the international break. I think that's the key. But let's let's move on before we uh, see Terrier seven and two. Mike has retracted a message now. We've been talking that long. He's gone. You know, what? I've had enough of this. <laughs> so let's have a look. Uh, yeah, Bez says. Um, if we if we implode from here and finish tenth, then we've had a good season. If we do okay and manage to finish sixth or seventh, then we've had an unbelievably great season. I think there's a, a difference there between sixth and seventh. To be honest, best sixth would be great, seventh would be pretty gutting. I think from where we've been, but still in the grand scheme of things, a good one. Uh, Phil Master says players look physically and mentally shattered. Maybe just need that international break. Uh, Jay Singh says strange how reactionary our fan base is. We lose two games and our season is apparently over. Really don't understand how that works. Sorry, Jay, I am depressed over those two games <laughs> and especially the manner of the defeat. I, w- I will try and pick up, I promise. Uh, Paul Hitchinson says, I think that international break has come at the right time. think it was a bit of a hangover from Wednesday night. We got beat by the better side yesterday. Town were chasing shadows all game. Uh, and then Terrier72, oh, conflict. Terrier72 says, disagree with pause. The shithouse. Sorry, I've, I've added the shithouse. Uh, the full... <laughs> the full... <laughs> The full house showed the players, the fans care, but the last 20 minutes was a training session for Bournemouth that I wasn't going to stay and watch after a 220-mile round trip. Do you know, if you've travelled that far, you know, you can come and go as you wish. It's a long way, is that? Um, Paul Hitchinson says... <laughs> yeah, Mike, get back to Huddersfield. Um, I'm sure... I'm sure. <laughs> Bless him. Uh, Paul Hitchinson says, um, to hope Town use this time to refocus the group and, and uh, regroup and go again to try and secure a playoff spot. And I stopped till the end. Always do. I stopped to the end and I sat there for five minutes afterwards sulking and just staring at the pitch as well. Uh, but uh, Phil Master says, I'll never criticise any fan who leaves early. There could be many reasons for them to do so. That's that's a good one. I used to have a mate who used to have to dash 10 minutes before to get the final train back over to Leeds. He was at uni at Leeds and he, you know, he always had to get a, a specific train on a night game. And, you know, there are reasons why people um, people do have to leave. You never know, do you? So, uh, Bez5678, 2468 motorway, uh, says, got to admit I left early in 89 minutes 30 when my ass left the seat. Uh, Jack Pearson, I'm going to call him from now on, says, never left early. I've paid for 90 minutes of football. I'm too tight to leave without getting my money's worth. That's a proper Yorkshire. Yeah, <laughs> a proper, that, that proper really, option. that really appeals to you. Does that pause? That's only why I say that. You know what I'm like. I don't know. I'll get my money's you, worth. You're probably sat there working out your pounds per minute. You're probably sat there going, this, this referee's cut me short here. There should be at least eight minutes overtime. Eight, eight, yeah, overtime yeah, going America. Eight minutes injury time and work, working out has cost you 47 pence or something. Um, Bez also says, Hull, Barnsley, Bristol, we, we need to beat them uh, one out of uh, one out of the rest. But it'll never happen that way. We'll probably beat Middlesbrough, QPR and Luton. Uh, Phil Marston, old adage, every game is a cup final. Uh, and Jay Singh says, agreed. Sinani massively scapegoated. Seen more stick hurled at him after yesterday than Tom Lees, who had a far worse game than Donnell. Don't understand it. He's just, like I say, Donnell Sinani is just one of those players who just, I think it's hard to take to because he's so in and out of the game all the time. Uh, it's not it's not laziness at all. It's just I think the position he plays sometimes is just you know, you're either in the game or you're out of it. It's a it's a difficult position. Uh Bez five six seven says Sinai's first touch seems to have deserted him lately. Uh Max says regarding atmosphere, uh taking the Premier League out of it, 
the atmosphere was best under Wagner when we dominated games. Perhaps fans find our more pragmatic style of play harder to get behind. It's probably a, probably something in that because we, we tend to have around 45% possession and it does leave you a little bit more heart in mouth, doesn't it, than, than you sort of dominating the game. Uh, but there we go. Terra7N2 says, ha, 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 ha. I presume that's in relation to moving back to Huddersfield. You know, come on, Mike, we want you back in back in the hood. But that's it for thanks to everyone online. Like I say, if you could like it and subscribe, uh, that would be amazing. Uh, two people have liked it so far, so thank you. <laughs> thanks for that. My appeals have fallen on deaf ears. Uh, right, guys, we've got a little bit left to talk about. We've got the Millwall game. Uh, Millwall, I don't really... We've, we've talked a little bit about this. Uh, I was a little bit upset that we were run ragged by Murray Bloody Wallace, you know, o- over at left centre-back. He absolutely ran rings around us. And I remember the Murray Wallace who used to run through his hips and run like Pinocchio. Do you know what I mean? He's... You know, and he's he's obviously a far better player now than what he was when he left. But you know, he he used the ball very well, and I I honestly thought that Millwall were excellent in midweek. I thought they were genuinely very good. I thought the two midfielders, George Savile and uh, and Billy Mitchell, were outstanding. I thought they outworked us. Uh, what was really impressive about Millwall was they played that back five shape, and they as soon as they lost the ball, they got back into that shape. And, and we really struggled to, to sort of play. We couldn't possibly get behind them because of the shape that they were in. Um, and, you know, we had to play in front of them. And like I said earlier, I think they really, Gary Rowett sort of tactically beat Carlos Corbran a little bit. And I felt Carlos kind of got the system wrong. I understand he wanted an extra man in there for set pieces. So he brought in Levi Colwell. But it left us really exposed down that right-hand side where Scott Malone got in time and time again behind Sorba Thomas. Uh, like Capu, wasn't it? Yeah, Malone, oh yeah, he wanted his song back, didn't he? I think that was it. He was motivated by the song. Uh, but the yeah, space, Matt Mason Bennett were brilliant as well, mate. They were, they were all great, they were all very good. Millwall were, were excellent, and then they went and lost to Stoke, didn't they? Yesterday, uh, but there were a few things like Lewis on the left hand, Lewis O'Brien on the left hand side of midfield. I didn't, I didn't like that from Carlos, I thought that was a bit of a mistake, and, and our struggles, you know. Like I said, your know, defensive structure, Millwall were, were were outstanding, and you know they they fa- you know fairly beat us. And after the first ten minutes, when we were really good, we were really sharp, weren't we? They just got to grips with us and and just held us at arm's length for the rest of the game. And think, fair play, Millwall, you slags. I think for me, Matt, the big question to come out of Wednesday night is, what the fuck is husky chocolate? Has anyone ever had a part of that? <laughs> Hartrick, like, Dave Hartrick tweeted that, didn't he? Anywhere? No, where Dave. is it so? Is Mate. it in Lidl or some of those cheap ones? I don't know. I've never seen it. I went well, to I went yeah. to London during the week and I saw Willy Wonka bars, you know, and that's it. That's completely made up, you know, completely. <laughs> so I've never seen a husky I'm, bar. I'm holding my hands up to blame uh, myself. I, I sent on another group out where I said, thank God, Benny Kafobi is uh, playing for Millwall. Otherwise, we'd be getting uh, beat tonight when he missed them early chances. So lo and behold, he, uh, he turns into peak... Uh, God, <laughs> peak Andy Cole at his best and that as well. He had a right game, didn't he? It's all my fault. For, yeah, uh, we're class. I think Forbid's message got passed to Gary Rowett and they were like, right, we'll show that bald dickhead what uh, what it's about. But <laughs> contenders, I think, what would disappoint me? Again, I saw people putting on messages saying, oh, they're not a good side. And, and oh, they lost are. To a yeah. I never saw that. I thought they were really good. But again, I don't... People, just because we're on this run, don't mean to say that we're going to go there and, and win and stuff. And yeah, we, didn't, we were under par, but... I just think uh, as a Razor song that I think they deserved a little respect and uh, yeah, we, yeah, I want us to. You want to see your team, don't you? Throw punches. You want to see your team go down fighting. But 
it's not going to happen every game and that as well. And I think that's the, just the most disappointing thing in the last two, just the energy levels and... The- right, Cosy, we... Uh- Right, all that talk of husky chocolate has just uh, broke the stream and broke the internet, so we're back on now. So, uh, sorry about that, everyone. Um, apparently, Cosy, husky chocolate is available online, um, but it's all sold out. That's why you don't see husky chocolate anywhere. And they do some protein shakes, apparently, twenty grams of protein. So there we go. There's a there's a job there. So Millwall. So let's let's roll back in, um, Cos. You were about to fire off, and you know we, we you know we, like I said, we were run ragged by Mary Wallace. A little bit and and friends. Um, again, this this is just you know Millwall. It's just such an awkward, horrible place to go. And Millwall fans were bang up for it as well, weren't they? And you know, it just again just wasn't our night. No, not the greatest night uh, we've had, and that's all. It reminded me a little bit of the uh, the playoff game when Robbie Williams tried to get that ball and and what have you, and that as well. But. Yeah, you can see why they are where they are, you know, on a decent little run and that as well, Millwall. And uh, honestly, it's it's so exciting, although, again, it's, it's tempered yesterday, the end of the world is nigh, but honestly, how many teams is like in there? I mean, are we ruling Coventry out? I think I, God, I, danger, isn't it? I think Coventry are, are out of it, do you now? They're going to have to come up with something amazing to get in, but I think anyone under that is uh, still got a chance to get the end of season dance, really. And, and we are, we're right in there, but then... You're right, Paz. Them, them, Luton, them two home games are so big. Luton, QPR, you take four points. I know you're on about two draws and stuff and that as well. But it's, uh, yeah, the Borough game is, uh, I'm amazed Sky. There's a lot of people I know that have not booked train tickets and stuff yet because they're convinced Sky are going to shift it. But surely, and, and the fixture's been announced up to like mid-April though, or not. I'm sure they have. Yeah, I don't think they can change it now, can they? Yeah. yeah sticking at that Easter Monday, on but... Yeah, we yeah. So I think they will have announced that middle zone. Yeah, so, but wow, there'll be a right crowd. What there's Easter Monday in it that game. So, no, all to play for. But tactics are gonna be fascinating, aren't they? Teams are, are they gonna? I, I don't think you get many coming for points and stuff now, Andy. I don't know what you think, but back in the day, you know, teams playing for a draw. I don't think that happens in our division. It's just, you know, people just kind of go for it really, and that's well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've been. Awesome. Do- a lot of draws, but I don't think like like for example West Brom, we didn't play for a draw. It just happened, didn't it? I don't think you get that now. I think you're right, and I think that also teams will have seen now how we can struggle against that that sort of quick press. So they're going to think, well, why should we sit back in that that low block or whatever it's called? Because if we we get on our toes and get at them, there's a chance they'll make mistakes and they'll not be able to play their their brand of football anyway. So I think we're going to see a lot more of teams coming at us, particularly at home. Just to, just to see what they can make happen because, you know, if they, if you sit back, we will eventually pick you off. But if you put us under a bit of pressure, I think we struggle a bit. So, um, yeah, I think we'll see a bit more of that. Yeah. So um, what else do you want to see more of? So for me, I want to see more of Carol Lighting. Um, you know, we brought him in with a little bit of fanfare, didn't we, in January? Um, you know, he's he's been out with a foot issue uh, over the last couple of games. Um you know, John Russell's come in, done really well. You know, I think he's probably looked a little bit jaded uh, last couple of games. But for me, I think it's a, probably a good time to to reintroduce Carol Lighting into, into midfield, uh, maybe alongside Hogan O'Brien in a three. Um, I don't know what you guys think of that. And, you know, put down Tino Andrin as well for the international break, but we discussed that a little bit earlier. Uh, and in terms of, you know, we'll wrap up with a playoff picture as well. I, I still fancy and always have fancied Forest, Middlesbrough and Sheffield United to get in there. 
you know, I've always really, you know, for me, they're three of the best sides in, in the league. Uh, I've never really been sold on us in the top six, although the Fulham and, you know, after Fulham, I think we were all quite excited and we're thinking, oh, you know what, we can do this. I do think we're, we're in the mix. I'd give us a sort of a 50-50 chance, but, you know, we have to beat Hull next up and, you know, do the business in one or two of the games against QPR, Luton and Borough, et cetera. But, you know, uh, what about you guys? Would you, over the international break, is there anything that you want to see us do? Anything you want to see more of, you know, going forward and, you know, playoff-wise, are we going to do it? Let's end on that. Go oh, pause. He's looking. Uh, or Andy. I, I, I think we will not do it. I think there's, there's other teams around us, the, the Forest, the Burroughs, the, the Blades, um, that will... I think we will just end up just slipping out, unfortunately. I obviously hope not. But I've, you know, I've been saying all year, and we're not get, we're not going up, we're not getting in the playoffs. So I've got to stick to that. I just don't think we've got the um, the quality. I think there's better teams than us. But we'll. Um, I hope I hope massively that I'm wrong. But that's that's my fear, unfortunately. Was I, 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 I think we're coming out of. Uh... The Riverside Stadium, Easter Monday. I think we'll know it's fair. Uh, I know. Yeah. I, I, I just think that's when we'll know. And uh, again, I'm not looking at others. I know what you're saying, Andy, but I just think can we get them 12 points to do? It just feels a long way off at the moment, doesn't it? But obviously, if we're recording this after uh, Cardiff, we're you know we're getting second and stuff. It's I think part of me just wonders if his race is run. But then I'm looking at these guys on the bench that can change it for us. I think, like you mentioned there. I think I still haven't given up on Tino, but it's. I just think we might need to see some others. The other guys, the consistent guys, has, has took us so far. I think we might need to see something extra from the sidelines. Maybe Karuma having a bit of the, you know, the form of last season, or I don't know, Pippa doing something mad. It's uh, it's exciting, but it's uh, yeah, it's it will feel disappointing not to be in there, won't it? When it shouldn't do really, but it's uh, yeah. It, it needs to be a good Easter for us and that if mm. I remember rightly the oh, let, let me get this right when we went up before Preston with that Good Friday game wasn't it when we had that amazing uh, late victory wasn't it or was it a draw when uh, when Moy yeah, had the penalty we won. We won. and then oh, I'm trying to think where we, we kind of went next and that as well but that were a big Easter I just think them games are huge and uh, yeah I've rambled on a bit but I just I'm Oh, I haven't given an, I haven't committed ever really, Andy. You've put your colours there. I think I do think we're going to miss out. I do, but but let's hope not. Pause. You can't say we're not. We're no, I, think, I, think, I think we'll sneak in. I think we'll just sneak in. Um, I think we've we've been up there all season. Whether or not we then get through is is, is another discussion, depending on where we play. But I'd just like to massively say that if we don't go. I hope Luton do, because I'll just piss everybody off. Oh, man. So much. You know, do you think they've got about 10 players out? I love it, though, because it'll be fairy tale, dream, and all that stuff. But it'll just, you imagine. Plus, they've got half a team missing, and, and they're doing what they're yeah. doing. Like, you see. looking at the table now, they're sat third. Look, everyone's missing. They're injured. They've hardly got any players. It's, it's amazing. Imagine, though, you know, some you know, Man oh. City and that going down Luton and. <laughs> Changing rooms that have like not been painted for twenty five thousand years or whatever, and I'd love, I'd love to see it. I know people talk about teams like Huddersfield and you know Bournemouth and you know teams that are, I won't say Bournemouth because that'll get start running on the bottom. But you know what I mean, like these 
inverted commas, little teams, but Luton genuinely are that sort of team. It's just unbelievable if they get there. So Luton fans think they're a bigger club than us, by the way. So, you know, well, <laughs> so there you go. They can be, they can be wrong Didn't they win that, Milk Cup or get to final in eight? I remember that. <sighs> they had David Plate. Oh, Brian yeah. Orton was in midfield for a month the last time they were decent. But, yeah. Uh, Rick Hill. Yeah, David Plate was manager, wasn't he? But I think... It's one of those, and if Luton get themselves a, a spanking new stadium that they're after, then they'll probably be a completely different club, won't they? But yeah, I think, yeah I'd, I'd like them to go up if we don't. Back, I think, I think, we'll, I think if anyone, if I had to put money on it, which I won't because I'm too tight, I'd say we'll get in, uh, we'll get in playoffs, but then losing, losing semi-final. Would Would Luton be what? Would Luton be the one of the first clubs to? I think they might be the first club to go from non-league to the Premier League. I know football didn't start before '92 and Wimbledon did it, but. Would they be would they be the first one to be in non league and get to the Premier League? Possibly. Yeah, would they be? Hmm. That'd be interesting. I think that Bradford are usually non league and they've gone in. So ah, are they, they reapplied for re elect? Are they applied for re election yet then? So well, <laughs> well but I think that's a that's a good thing. I, I think you know, it's a really interesting one because I think last last week after West Brom, I think we'd have all been like seventy five percent, yeah, we'll get in the playoffs and this week a couple of couple of hits in the old crown jewels and we're all sort of like going, oh no we're seventh eighth but i've i've been like that all season i've been like all season we're going to finish seventh just i think it's a bit of self-protection in some ways you know because you know you don't want to you know put all your eggs in the basket and get carried away and then have your heart broken that's you know that's what happens fortune of this field town isn't it you you end up getting your heart broken more than more often than uh than not so uh, i think there's uh potentially um <laughs> Potentially, uh, you know, uh, some heartbreak maybe on the way, but I hope not. I hope we we get promoted. I hope we go up. You know, and that that's it. That's it for me. I want I want Huddersfield Town to be the best Huddersfield Town it can be, and that's you know in the Premier League. But you know what will be will be at the end of the day. I think uh, I have nothing more to say on this. Um, no. You guys, because it looks like he wants to go to bed. I watched La Liga highlights from what he's missed in that second half there. Yeah, <laughs> hell. what a team Barcelona. But Huddersfield Town though will be the. Uh, Old city, let's fill that end away end man and uh, get behind it. Sells a ticket. Right, cheers guys. There's a team that is dear to its followers. The colours are bright, blue and white. They're a team of renown, they're the pride of the town. And the game of football is their delight And all the while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say who can be the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily And every goal shall be a memory So town, play up And bring that cup back to others the town play up and bring the cup back to Huddersfield 
TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via delivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.